Welcome everybody to Spear Addicts. Um, kind of doing a pop-up episode here. I didn't really schedule anything, but uh, we've finally decided on what FSU football player, Barz's athlete, is going to get this NIL deal that we are continuing to grow with Spear Addicts in this raffle that we're doing. Um, I put the raffle link in the bio, um, so you can click on it and start purchasing your raffle tickets. Look, it, to make it simple, you can put as many entries in as you want for $6 a piece, or you can buy one ticket for $6. It's, it's up to you how you want to do it. But essentially what this is going to be is you're putting in $6 to however many times you decide to, to buy a raffle ticket. You're putting in the potential purchase of two Florida State versus Florida tickets that will probably be in the sums of $100, $110 a piece. So you have, one, a chance to win $200 worth of tickets and a hell of a time at the Florida State Florida game. Uh, but to top that off, what you should really be focused on and what you should like really embrace is that you're helping out an FSU athlete with an NIL deal that's going to help them financially suspend just to support what they're doing throughout the year and for them to be able to be more comfortable with their everyday life, their at-home life, if they've got siblings or anything to that nature. But the athlete that we chose was Robert Scott. And um, a lot of people feel like he's hugely uh, undervalued as far as his NIL goes. So he's a, a great young man. He's very... Um, applicable you can speak to him he has plenty of people that are following him he does a great job especially on the offensive line um so if y'all would please click on the bio buy a raffle ticket buy two buy ten i don't care help us out as much as possible um because whatever you put in i'm going to match it up to five thousand dollars so if we get this to five grand then i'm going to match it with five more grand so then his nil deal will turn into ten grand so if you could go purchase some raffle tickets, get an opportunity to and, – and with that, if you win the tickets, I'll make sure that you get to meet him. I'll make sure that you get to shake the man's hand and et cetera. I, I mean, that's not hard for me to do, and he would be honored to do it. So um, you're getting a chance to do a lot of things. We're also going to cover uh, the new hires at Florida State that they just recently – did over the past week or two. I'm going to push it over to Taylor and let him talk about that. First off, you also remember that we're both SeatGeek ambassadors. Um, all you got to do is put in either promo code Norvell Central or put in promo code Spiratics. And your purchase does have to be over $50, so you can get the $20 off. You also have to be a first-time buyer on SeatGeek. Um, and it also... Taylor's pretty good at this part, but they also, you know, let you know when you're getting a good deal or a bad deal. A good deal's in green, a bad deal's in red. So go check that out as well. If there's other games that you're needing tickets to or if there's a concert, it doesn't matter what it's to, but we would prefer you to spend it on Florida State. But do and use it however you want. Taylor, go ahead and let everybody know who we hired. Yeah, so Florida State actually made four hires. Uh, one of them is a GM, uh, GM role. It's uh, Derek Ray. Uh, his his last name is spelled Y A Y R A Y, so it's actually pronounced Ray. 
Um, he actually has a lot of experience with terms of, of getting recruits. Uh, he was actually with Oregon State there for a while um, in terms of being their GM. So he's got a lot of experience in terms of uh, actually being an overlook in recruiting. It's more of an extra set of eyes that Florida State really needs for that recruiting standpoint. He sets up official visits, unofficial visits. Uh, he gets a lot of things done off the, off the field and behind the scenes that not a lot of people talk about. And I think it's more of just an organizational role that Florida State really needs in recruiting, especially this year when it's such a pivotal recruiting cycle that you need to hit on. This is where Florida State really needs to shine right now. And I think Norvell is really getting his sense and the idea that with hiring this GM, he's able to have those extra set of eyes and he's able to not only just have the position coaches and the off the field coaches helping, he's also having a GM to oversee everything. So it's a great hire, in my opinion. I think he's got a lot of experience and a lot of great ties to being able to have more of the uh, resources that are available. So just to think about that um, personally. Um, but you, know, you also look at a guy like uh, Frida as well. Um, he actually worked a little bit with Coach Atkins at Charlotte. So that's something to think about there. It's just another set of eyes on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Greg Moss is the defensive assistant analyst as well. Um, he actually worked a little bit in a special teams coordinator. I can't remember where he was at originally, um, but he does have experience in the special teams and also defensive side of the ball as well. And then they also got Carol Moore that used to actually be um, an assistant at Florida State and an office assistant manager as well. She's a really good Florida State staff member that had been there in the past. She's actually coming back, and it's more of a homecoming for her. So I'm really excited to see with with those four hires. I think it's more of a um, organizational hire. I think that all four hires are really highly uh, sought after prospects, and and I really do think that Florida State hit a lot of home runs, especially with Derek Ray. I, I think that that Derek Ray uh, GM hire was phenomenal for Florida State going forward. And I think, like I said, um, I'm not necessarily saying that Norvell is on the hot seat because I don't think he is. I think this is a really pivotal year for him to be able to like basically jumpstart his career and his tenure at Florida State. And I think this is a great way to do it by getting more eyes on the field, making sure that there is a sense of organization that Florida State needs to have because you know, we're, we're starting to get those NIL deals. And like I said, if, if nobody has donated to Rising Spear or any of these other uh, programs, if, if you want to participate in the raffle and also being able to donate there, um, becoming a booster is also a great thing as well to be able to promote um, being able to have that. I understand finances are, you know, just out there with all the COVID pandemic and everything going on. But, you know, if you are able to donate, I would I would definitely recommend that. Um, but like I said, um, year three is going to be a pivotal year for Norvell. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say hot seat. I don't know why a lot of people are talking about that. Now, if he doesn't produce in year three and year four kind of goes down the drain a little bit further, and he starts off really bad in year four, maybe. Maybe you could start talking about that. But I really do think that, you know, he's going from a three-win season to a five-win season. You're hoping six or seven wins this season, elevate to eight or nine, and then get into that championship contender-type range. And I think that's kind of the, the mindset you need to really have. I'm not saying this team can't overachieve, but I'm saying when you hire, you know, organizational guys like this in, in the uh, – kind of the off-the-field section, I think it really could benefit Florida State going forward. And that's what all the great teams in college football have. They have new 
They have extra set of eyes. They have new faces in there that they're able to interchange. If something happens over time, they always have backup plans and everything. And I just think that that's what Florida State is doing at this point. And they understand, hey, we need to get on the ball. And you're seeing a lot of great things going at Florida State, especially with Michael Alford at the helm. Yeah, a thing that I kind of want to bring up about the NIL, because um, a lot of people are are really confused about it, and a, and a lot of other people that should have more knowledge on it than they do are making it way more difficult than it is for people that that want to create an NIL deal. Um, if you're a small business owner, doesn't Yeah, like Chris said, NIL is such a big important part for Florida State going forward. It's just a big thing for Florida State with NIL, certain things for all mayors. Like I said, small businesses, uh, even, even those small businesses that we're a of, are really big. There it goes again. There it goes doing it again. Anyway, yeah. So it, it's just back on. It just I don't know why it kicks out every once in a while. Um, but somebody said that there was something going on with the sound. Is it my sound or is it just this overall sound as it is? Um, what it what it know. did when you were when you were talking earlier? Um, so on my side, it shows the Wi-Fi connection. Okay. And, on yours, it showed that the Wi-Fi was cutting in and out. So what it did was it froze your face, but you could still hear you. And then gotcha. all of a sudden, we could see your mouth moving, but then there was no sound. Then it all came together. Okay, but, gotcha. Um, anyways, <laughs> long story short, what I'm trying to do, what Taylor's trying to do, what most of the NIL people are trying to do for the students, I understand that we all want to win. Everybody wants to see Florida State win. Just as bad as the next fan, everybody wants to see it. Yeah. But right now, everybody's saying is the answer is we win first, and then we'll start sending IL deals. I disagree with that completely. I'm going yeah. from an opposite direction of that. What I think we should do is is create the NIL deals to attract those four- and five-star recruits to want to come here. Because right now, you could say that your star quarterback, Jordan Travis, is making somewhere in the sums of we don't know the exact number, but we'll say somewhere between thirty to fifty grand yeah. off of a fourth and fourteen apparel brand. We're doing that off of a three and whatever season win and a five and seven season. If if he can do that well with his own merchandise, with a, a losing two losing seasons in a row with this coaching staff, we as business owners, small business owners, whatever you want to say, we can put our money where our mouth is. For these young men, for these young women that are athletes, because you know, as much as we love the football team, we we have a soccer team that just won a national title. We have a softball team that's ranked in the top ten in the preseason that are that made a push for the national title last year. We've got Mike Martin Jr. that's taken over the baseball team for his second season in a row, and we have a huge chance of being able to push for going you know deep into Omaha and getting to the World Series there. There is a lot of potential for this entirety of sports at Florida State. Yep. So why are we waiting for 
just the football program to start winning to say we're going to start giving NIL deals. That doesn't make any yeah. sense. To me. So what Taylor's been doing, what I've been trying to do, what many other podcasts and radio shows and stuff are doing across uh, Florida State or Knoll Nation period is amazing to me because they're doing their best to get these young men and women's names out. They're doing their best to promote promote the NIL for all of them. Mm-hmm. And if you've noticed like how well um, Taylor puts together all the kids that visited or all the kids that are going to visit, do y'all realize the stature of players that are coming to visit Florida State just on March 5th? It, it's amazing at the talent that's coming to visit Florida State, not based off of what NIL deals we've got, but don't you think it's something if they meet uh, Jordan Travis, he says, hey, man, I've made, you know, like 30 yeah. grand off of this because of Florida State. And I will say this, too, um, about the March 5th date. Um, you know, that's going to be a junior day. You know, it's going to be a lot of 23 kids there. Um, there's a lot of pivotal prospects that are going to be in attendance for that event. And you have to realize that there is going to be – there was a wave last offseason with a lot of these 22 recruits. And all of them wanted to have a reason – to be able to come and commit to Florida State. But they couldn't really do it because Florida State really wasn't producing wins on the field, and it was kind of a lackluster product. And, you know, of course, you know, we could have had a chance for guys like Elijah Pritchett. We could have had, you know, chances with Kevin Coleman and, and different receivers like that. But it comes to a point where if you start the season 0-4 and, and you start really terrible, what, what product do you really have to sell? Yes, I mean, we went – you know, five and three in the last eight games, and you can sell that, but you have to start fast. And that's why it's so pivotal this season. You know, we're starting off with Duquesne, and you're looking, and hopefully I don't jinx anything, but you're hoping that Florida State is able to start 1-0 for the first time since 2016, and that's a big accomplishment. I mean, I'm not saying that Florida State shouldn't be, you know, basically pursuing for more and reaching for more because we are a top 25 program. But we are in a sense where we're down. We've gotten three coaches in the last five years, and we have to find a way to rebound. And I'm not saying that Florida State is pretty much a rebuilding job, and I'm not saying that it's quite to that level. But we have to retool a lot of things. And you have to have a product on the field that's great. And for any of these kids to commit, I mean, they're not going to just commit to a team that went three and six and then five and seven. Uh, I just – I don't see where Florida State could really benefit from that. But I do think that Florida State can generate a lot of momentum for that recruiting event and can make a lot of noise. And you're hoping that that noise can translate into something good. Yeah. And, Taylor, I think you could – I mean, I think you'll definitely agree with me on this. But, Mm -hmm. Michael, I say Alfred. It might be Alfred. I'm not positive. But who we just made our athletic director – do y'all realize before he was the athletic director, which he's still currently the the uh, booster president until they find someone to replace him. So he's doing two jobs right now. So kudos to him for working his butt off twice as hard. But do y'all realize that under under him as the president, the booster president, that we raised that hundred and some odd million dollars for the standalone facility, for the upgrades to the locker room, for the upgrades to the Tucker Center, like. Yes. This man is working his absolute rear end off to make sure that Florida State is on that national level of facilities and the national level of 
just resources for a team completely as far as across the board. So yeah. you can ask, I promise you Taylor's going to second this, but do you, I think our, our, you know, our home run hit higher was definitely Michael Alford, but out of your opinion, off of those four off the field that we just hired, do you not agree? Like that's to me, those are at least doubles and triples that we're hiring there because they they seem like to have a great resume of what they can do. Yeah, and like I said, most of it is just off a recruiting standpoint. Um, I actually made a YouTube video on my channel um, about two days ago, three days ago, on basically saying that the future is bright for Florida State. Basically talking about the several upgrades that they've had whether it be the Dote Campbell renovations, whether it be, you know, anything. I mean, it, it is, you know, we, we go to the locker rooms that need to be renovated. And I'm not saying Florida State's locker rooms were behind their time. I mean, they were just renovated in 2014. But some things need a facelift. And, and you have to realize with the football-only facility that they're going to be coming up with in 24 to 25, uh, you, you have to realize that some of those things have to be developed in years, you know, years past its time. So you right. have to be more generational when it comes to building those kind of things. And, yes, I think Florida State is doing a really good job in terms of getting their marketing standpoint out there, the football-only facility, but making sure it is past their time, that it is their first, you know, first and only seen facility that nobody else has. You have to come back because you're not going to have another situation where Florida State's building a football-only facility five years down the road from that. I mean, you have to be ahead of your time. And I think Florida State's got to hit a home run here because this is something that the fan base and even just the program itself has been needing for a long time. And I'm not saying that football is is something that you have to predicate off of, but it does generate a lot of revenue. And there are other sports, but at the same point, you have to realize, hey, football is where a lot of things kind of piece together other sports as well. So – Yes, I, I get that there there should be some more sports tied into certain things, and it shouldn't just be football only, but you have to realize the climate of college sports right now. You have to understand TV deals, everything like that, where the eyes are going. And I think Florida State's doing a really good job, and I think Michael Alford's doing a really good job as well because he's really setting the foundation and saying all Seminole athletics are going to benefit from everything that we're doing from now on, and it's not just football. I think that all of our athletic programs are going to do a fantastic job, and I think they're going to continue to grow. And I think Florida State could elevate into that. Right now, I believe they're a top 20 program, maybe about 2019. But I think they could elevate to that top 15 if they get that football-only facility rolling, they get a lot more recruits, and get more of those NIL deals out there. Yeah, and, you know, the, the greatest part was is that he had released in, a, in one of his recent um, conferences is that, he expects the standalone facility to be ready to go by the end of 2024, the beginning of 2025. Yeah. And, you know, we released a bunch of pictures and stuff like that to that nature of the upgrades to the locker room, which you've seen them yourself. And I'm sure that most of the people that are watching y'all have seen the upgrades mm -hmm. that have been done. So Florida state's putting the money out to upgrade yeah. and to, to benefit Florida state university itself, obviously they're putting the money out to do so. They're making the off the field hires. They're making the on the field hires. Like I understand that Corey is, you know, Fuller, the previous DB at Florida state, the, the mountain of a man that he has become just in sports alone. But like everybody needs to sit back and realize 
just how big of a foundation that Norvell and the administration of Florida State is building. They are putting all of this together, and, and in my opinion, at warp speed, they're doing a great job at getting yeah. the people. And the football out. gods have answered our prayers because, uh, you know, Oak Campbell Stadium is going to have some Wi-Fi upgrades. Absolutely. I, thank God. Cause because you know it as well as I do. We've tried to I do did. the whole – you yeah. couldn't – like, I tried yeah. to go live so many times, I'm like, I just – the only you way can I could do it is like maybe sure. 30 minutes, 40 minutes before the game. Yep. But as soon as it starts getting crowded in there, it is over. Yep. I know Champions Club is a little bit different because, like I said, they have more access over there. But, man, uh, general, you know, just general sands at the bottom. Oh, my gosh. It's yes. terrible. And, and we've tried, you know, we tried to, we try to get there, on, you know, at a time before the game starts to do some live updates and stuff before the game starts. But, it just never works out. We never are able to get there when we try to get there and stuff yeah. of that nature. Well, these years upcoming because of the, the – I have so many pe- – I did not realize how many Florida State fans lived in Connecticut. Like, I did not yeah. know that Connecticut was – yes. Hmm. I had no idea. And, like, I've got, like, at least 25 or 30 people in my Facebook group that are all from Connecticut, but they're all Florida State fans. Yeah, I have and, a lot that are from the, uh, like, Midwest. I have a yeah. lot from Iowa – Nebraska, Michigan. It's just nuts. Weird. Yeah. So, you know, and the the best part of it is, y'all, is that the Florida State, as the university is, you know, concerned, yes, they are definitely putting the money out to be able to compete with anybody and everybody. They are definitely putting it out to say we're going to be second to none as far as facilities go. We're going to be second to none as far as NIL deals go because everybody keeps saying that Florida is behind on the NIL. Look. I don't buy into all of that. I'm not saying that there's not some laws that need to be tweaked or changed to where we have a little bit more ability to be open and the university to help out a little bit more. But nothing stops small businesses or nothing stops fans from giving to these kids because, like Taylor was talking about earlier, you've got rising spears. There's there's just so many ways to give to these young men and women. So let's not make excuses that, oh, they have to win first. I understand that we want them to win, but this is how we get them there to win. They they need there needs to be incentives for other young men and women to come here that are high tier recruits because we can't wait till we start winning and say all right now we'll start putting our money out. Yeah, it doesn't make sense because then we're going to stay behind. That's what we're going to do if we if we go that route, we will stay behind, and that makes no sense. So, well, like I said, I mean I get finances are out there because I I understand that completely. I mean. I get that there's a certain limitation where you can't pay. But, I mean, when you have a situation where the Seminole Boosters are basically giving you where you can donate $5 a month, $5 a month, I mean, that is a value meal at McDonald's at that point. You are basically saying, hey, I want to complain about the program as much as possible with negativity. And I I, I understand being critical. I, I get it. But at the same token, you can't complain about a program that you don't invest into. And once you're invested, are, are you really wanting that team to do bad that you're investing in? It's just like having a stock. Do you want to buy that stock and say, hey, I want it to do terrible. I want it to flunk so I can lose all my money. No, you want it to be successful because you're invested now. And I think that if more people are invested into the program, whether it be a small amount or whether it be you put your whole life savings into Florida State, I mean, it, it's it's coming to a point where fans have to realize and say, hey, we're either going to stop complaining 
and actually do something about it. I don't want to quote Willie Taggart, but it, it, I, you know, he he makes the good point, good catchphrase, and it, it fits for what it is. And you have to do something about it if you want to change something. And you you're mad about Travis undertaking an NIL deal at Jackson State. Do something about it. I just I, I don't understand, and it seems so. People want to be so negative towards the program, and I get it. Mike Norvell is not, you know, he what is he eight and twelve now at Florida State. Yep. It's it's out there. I mean, let's be real. He is he is eight and twelve right now at Florida State. It's not like he's you know thirteen and eight right now. It's the opposite way. So you have to realize that there are certain things and certain limitations with this program right now. But I also alluded to before, we've had three head coaches in five years. Yeah. That's not something that every college football team deals with. But now when you're getting to a situation where you're wanting everybody to get fired, you're not paying money into the booster fund, and what makes Clemson and Oklahoma and Alabama and all, Ohio State, all of these teams that are elite in college football's eyes, is they have a bunch of small boosters that want to contribute early on. And you may think that $5 a month isn't something big, but if you really and truly think about it, you get 400 people to do $5 a month. That is $200 a month going to a program each month. I mean, that that just that small, you know, and you think about it and you divide it by 12 and you get, you know, $960. I mean, that's that's pretty big. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, that's that's really big for Florida State going forward in – it's all about the small boosters and what you do. It's not about the huge boosters that just donate there. It's about those guys that want to just, you know, be there for their program and actually want the program to be successful. I'm not advocating for Jimbo Fisher and Willie Taggart because they're not at Florida State anymore. Mike Norvell is. I can't say what these other you know coaches have done. And when they were here, I supported them throughout thick and thin because they were Florida State coaches, and I want them to be successful. Whoever is on the support staff, whoever is on the coaching staff, whoever is, you know, whatever it is, I'm going to support them until they are no longer here. And yep. even when they're here, I'm going to wish them the best of the luck wherever they go, unless they're a cane or a gator, but that's near nor there. Um, but I do think that Florida State fans need to kind of lighten up a little bit. I, I get that this is a pivotal year for Mike Norvell. I, I get it completely. I understand that. It is year three, and you have to do something productive. You have to at least get six wins and go to a bowl game. I get that if he doesn't do that, you can you maybe can go to a different situation there, and year four may be a whole different turn. But you have to give him a chance. You can't just keep going three coaches in five years and expect to be successful. You can't just snap your fingers and everything is going to be perfectly okay because sooner or later you're going to turn into Nebraska at that point, and then what are you going to do? Are, are yep. you going to be successful? Or are you just going to be a, a bottom tier ACC school that nobody wants to be at this point? You know, you're letting NC State, you're letting Wake Forest go past you, you're letting Boston College go past you. At a certain point, you have to remain a stable, you know, program as it is. And right now, Florida State's not really that. But you're hoping that that could be the elevation. You're hoping the NIL deals can go away, locker renovations, Dope Campbell Stadium renovations. All of it. I mean, you have to start somewhere. And the only way you can do that is be supportive, you know, actually cheer for your program rather than just go on Twitter and talk about how bad they are. And, I mean, I get it. You can be critical. You can – I get it. I, I know I understand that. But it's just uh, – it, it's very frustrating to see, and I hate to see it. But 
like I said, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but if you donate, I don't think you'll have so much negativity to say. You may be critical, but I don't think you would be so negative as to uh, to start a fire Norvell Twitter space or you know talk about how bad Dugans is or talk about how Odell needs to retire. Whatever the case is, I mean, I'm here for Odell and I'm here for Dugans. I'm here for Mike Norvell. I'm here for Jordan Travis or all the athlete to quarterback situations going on there. I just want to see my team win. That is it. Like, yep. I mean, that that's that's the bottom line. You want to see somebody be successful. And if you're continuously just going to be negative towards a program that you love, apparently, go to another school. It's not hard. So, yep. I'm off on um, soapbox, but. Oh, no, no, you're good. Um, another thing that I that I want to announce, mm-hmm. that Spear Addicts will be doing some pretty decent-sized tailgates this coming season. Um and, and with saying that, everything proceed that we get wise, we're going to take ten percent of the proceeds and give it toward an NIL deal towards one of the athletes. Each week will probably be a different athlete. Um, we'll also be at some of the softball games. We'll also be at some of the baseball games. We'll start being at some of the basketball games coming the following season after this. Um, I've got a whole food truck like situation that's coming up to be able to do so. So. Everybody that wants to come, you're all invited to come, and I'll be able to give you the lot and all that stuff once I know all of it. But what I'm trying to do at Spirit Addicts now versus what I was set out to do, just being positive, now I'm setting out to where this needs to be a positive money thing for players. The athletes need to be able to to gain money off of their name, image, and likeness from – fans like us and we it's not hard for us to do if we take 10 percent of our proceeds yeah i mean he talked about how the importance of just nil giving back to student athletes and giving them a- but anyways yeah i appreciate everybody coming and listening please uh pay attention to i put the link in the bio i put the link in the comments Please go, you know, buy a couple of raffle tickets so we can support Robert Scott moving forward. Um, and remember that I'm going to match it up to $5,000. So it ain't going to hurt my feelings none if y'all get it past 5000 Trust me, I'll be fine with it. And I'm sure he will be as well. And if it goes too far crazy over, then we'll add another athlete. We'll be able to bless two of them. And then hopefully down the road, we'll end up being able to bless at least 50 or 60 of these athletes in different sports. And that's, that's pretty much where I'm at with it. I appreciate Taylor coming on here and telling us about the hires, giving his opinions on the team, giving his opinions on where the team's future, you know, needs to go and where he sees it possibly going with the current staff that we've got. Because I 100% agree with him. Yeah. I think Norvell's the right person. I think this third year is going to be, you know, the breaking point as far as we're going to where we see the light at the end of the tunnel of what we can yeah. do, or Maybe we need to start looking into something different. I get that. But I think that this team and I think that this staff is going to surprise people this year that are doubting them. I think they're going to get it done. So I'm with Brandon Jackson. That was my exact um, uh, prediction for the year is eight and four. I'll put it up there so y'all can see it. That's yeah, exactly- I, w- I will say this, and and I actually alluded to this. Uh, and one of the question stickers I have, I, I typically do a lot with my story. I try to 
answer a lot of questions and try to get a lot of things out there feedback wise. I think the the floor right now is probably four wins, I would think. I think if that that is where everything is going completely wrong. And I think a ceiling right now, a safe ceiling for this team, I think would be nine wins. I think that's a safe, a safe ceiling. I think anywhere between that, I think realistically, if if you really look at some of the terms and you know actuality, I think you're safe at six and six. Anything above that is just a cherry on top at that point. So I, I do think the eight and four is is quite realistic. I, I think it's quite attainable, especially with how many games that we could have won last season. And I really think that Florida State could really reap the benefits if Jordan Travis stays healthy. That is the biggest component, I think, in a lot of things with that. And if he does stay healthy, the sky's the limit. But he's got to stay healthy. That That's where it ends, and that's where it starts. And hopefully we're able to kind of get some you – know, even if we're not able to beat LSU, I'm hoping that that rough five-game stretch of like Louisville – uh, Wake Forest, Boston College, uh, NC State, and Clemson, I'm hoping that those cluster of games, we don't self-implode in those games. I'm hoping that we put up a good fight in most of those games. That way, hopefully, three and two is a realistic a- outcome of that. Maybe even four and one if we're able to get there. But you can't go one and four through those five games and expect to be you know, a six-win team. You no. have to really produce in that Rowan, you know, maybe if you go two and three, you can still have a great season and get through that. I understand that's a difficult stretch of games. Uh, the back half of the schedule is not really that bad, but eight and four is not that bad. Um, I would definitely take that in a heartbeat. Yep. Well, Taylor, again, I appreciate you coming on and allowing us to share all of this with both sides of Norvell Central fans, Spiratic fans, but mostly Florida State fans. Um. I'm willing to do whatever, whenever. Um, I appreciate you doing it at a pop-up moment because, like I said, guys, we didn't have any of this planned, but I'm trying to get this out there as much as possible. He's helping me tremendously. He won't stop. I'm not going to stop. So um, uh, I will add this because I actually um, talked about a YouTube video that I did earlier. Uh, I got a YouTube channel. I don't know if anybody knows that. Um, I got about 800 and something, I think 830-something subscribers. Also, be sure to follow Chris's uh, YouTube as well. I know he's trying to get a lot of stuff going on with raffles and and different things like that. It's really important to be able to get as many platforms as you can out there. So that way we're able to share as much content, whether it be YouTube, whether it be Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever the case is. I'm even trying to get on a Facebook group just to put out my content on other platforms, just to have it on there, you know, just to give information to other people that may not see it. Um, I know I do a lot of my stuff on just Instagram and I get it. Some people don't have Instagram. It's, it's not for an older generation. Sometimes, sometimes they like Facebook better. Sometimes people like Twitter better. Um, you have to kind of cater to a lot of different needs and that's why we do a lot of these platforms. So I really think that YouTube is a, is a interesting platform that you can use video format wise and, and we can share a lot of different knowledge based off of our videos. So I would definitely say, and I would, think that a lot of people should be able to uh, do this, especially if they love all of our content on other social media platforms. I definitely think YouTube is another outlet that a lot of people can use. I definitely agree. I second everything that you just said. Um, With that, guys, I'm done. Taylor, I appreciate it. And go Knowles. Go Knowles, man.